Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm saying Delaney, so what? Welcome along to the, the start of the week. It's We're doing this on Sunday evening after the uh, the dust has settled on the Premier League. So if you're an Iron Filing subscriber, you'll get this on Sunday evening. The rest of you, Monday morning. So there you go. Lifestyle choice, it's up to you. Um, before we go any further, Sam, I was out last night. I went to the uh, Newcastle Academy venue to see Pixies. Um, and they oh, did yeah. a fantastic 37 song set in two hours with barely any 37 yeah. songs. So that means they've got that means their songs are quite they, short, yeah. which I approve of. It's one of the main things I look for in a band. Yeah, they did lots of lots of short songs, um, and there was very little chit chat in between the songs as well. They only really spoke when there was technical problems and they had to restart a couple of songs. So two hours, 37 songs, pow pow pow. Um, was the the order of the day, and as I was standing in the queue waiting to get in, someone walked past me and went pow 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 at me. So there you oh. go. What do you think of that, Samuel Delaney? Did did he say so? What? No, as he didn't well? say so. What at all? No, just pow pow pow. So uh, there you are. There well, it is. Congratulations, mate. I mean, that's your first taste of what it's like to have a nationally famous yeah catchphrase. Obviously, I've had it for a few months, yeah. but good luck to you. I'm he, happy um, for you. I mean, he might not even have realised who I was. He might have just been shouting it because it's on the lips of a uh, of, of every young man in the country yeah. at the minute. Is there a song by the Pixies called No, pow, there pow, is pow. not. No, I see where you're going. I see where you're going here. You're trying to suggest that he was just singing one of his favourite Pixie songs. No, he was uh, reciting my catchphrase. What, did, what's, what track did they end with, mate? Uh, Debasa. Debasa. Yeah, they kind of went yeah, to do good. as if they were going to go off and then do an encore, but they didn't even get off the stage. They just kind of went, "Ah, oh, fuck it, one more song." Because they were on a curfew. That's what I like. Yeah. I really like the sort of... I, I really hate the childish sort of pantomime of pretending they're not going to yeah. come on, then coming on, then going off and coming on again. So it's just like, do the set Yeah, that's what off. we did with our live shows. We didn't do, you know do any encores. It's a waste of everyone's fucking exactly time. Exactly right. Just go on, do, do your it's, show, it's and just, then you know people either want to go to the pub or go home, so just let them, let them do it. People want to get yeah. off. People want to get off. When, when I'm at a gig... Even if I can, I can remember some of the best gigs of my life, but it's very rare, even at a brilliant one, that I'm not fucking totally ready to go by <laughs> the time it gets to the yeah. end, like towards. After about ninety minutes, I'm like, "Let's get this fucking over with," because we've had fun, and if you take it on longer, you'll start to like. Yeah. It'll start to diminish the fun I've yeah, had. Exactly, an hour's long enough, really. I think anything more than that's an. Imposition. I would love to see any of my favourite pop acts just do a one hour set yeah it'd be great 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what we did. We did it. We knocked out an hour and then got off. Because uh, what more We're like a doing? great pop yeah, music act, we are. We're like we? Pixies, really. We're the Pixies of podcasts. We're like, we're like Pixies mixed with Bananarama. Yeah. Oh, Bananarama. Um, yeah, so there you go. Pow, pow, pow. In the so street. Anyway, so, well, congratulations. That sounds good. It was. Felt good. Yeah. Um, I've been up the West Ham's taxpayer-funded <laughs> compound. <laughs> cock, cock me mecca. <laughs> where... They are selling Action Man dolls of Bobby Moore in the club shop. <laughs> really? Can you believe that? It's official Action Man produce. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Oh. My daughter discovered it. Do you know what? I must admit, I was really close to buying it. Well, I assumed if you hadn't and bought funny, one, you were, funny things it would be on your birthday list at least, or Christmas. Funny things happen to an adult male when they're in the club shop of their favourite <laughs> football club. Yeah. Because the fucking crap that's in there, I'm not telling you... Our fucking Latvians would blush at the quality <laughs> of it, right? And that's saying something, right? Because now that we're in the merch business ourselves, I pick up this stuff and I look at it and I assess it from... I'm, I've sort of become like Alan Sugar, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a businessman. I'm in the rag trade, right? <laughs> and, um, well, by the way, if, you, if you're interested, we are selling out these fucking TTFN... Um, t-shirts like nobody's business. So, oh, the new ones, yeah. Um, on the subject, yeah. The one, yeah. The, the one with the, um, the, the, so, the copyright infringement of Steve McQueen. Yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> it's dead. Fuck him. Don't worry about that fucking dickhead. He's he's well gone. <laughs> he's not going to fucking sue us, and nor is whoever fucking made up Sir John fucking the Great Escape, <laughs> creator of the Great Escape movie. Yeah. He can fuck off okay, as well. That's fine. But yeah, they're flying out. Are they um, good? No, nah. they are absolutely flying off the shelves. Anyway, I'm in the club shop, and they, you just—I keep looking at the crap, thinking I know how much this would have cost for them to fucking knock out. The quality's poor. It's worse quality than what we're knocking out. Top like Time Machine and West Ham United are a club who are—you know—they are. Let's face it, they are bigger than us. They're at bigger this, than Top Flight Time what, Machine as at an this institution. Point in time, yeah. At this point, yeah, one day. We'll I mean, this is it. what this is. But, this is September 2019. If you're listening to this a year or eighteen months henceforth, then that might not be the case. Honestly, you go in there, and I'm on the verge of buying all sorts of crap. And thank God, I pulled myself back from the edge as I joined the queue holding a Bobby Moore Action Man. I thought to myself, "What the fuck am I going to do with this camp <laughs> when I get home?" It's like you said. Like there's going to be men of a certain age in club shops. All critical thinking flies out the window, doesn't it? Yeah, it just goes. It just goes. You just uh, like the, the stuff is all complete shit. But you look at fucking anything. I'm not joking. I nearly bought. I nearly bought today. I tried to avoid the shop for this reason, but my daughter wanted to go. We were walking past it. And we were all right, and I nearly bought some West Ham oven gloves, mate. <laughs> Like, why? I thought it was hilarious. I thought, ha look at that, that's great. That'll be great in the kitchen. Brilliant. Yeah. Where's Sam oven gloves? And again, I've actually picked it up and made towards the fucking tills. And then I thought, what the fuck is the matter with you? You're 44 years old. What the fuck do you need this piece of shit for? I wouldn't mind. They're charging absolutely extortionate sums for tap, right? Um, but I'm fucking delighted to say for almost the only time in my entire life I managed to leave without spending <laughs> a single penny resist. on you any of that to, rubbish. To fight was, your impulses and urges. Oh, it was so difficult. 
I mean, the West Ham Bobby Moore. I mean, it doesn't even look anything like Bobby Moore. They've just, I mean, it's an insult to his memory, if anything. Yeah. They've just literally gone, ah, ah, stick it in a West Ham shirt, right? Give him some blonde hair and tell the fucking idiots it's Bobby Moore. <laughs> you tell a cockney anything Bobby Moore, <laughs> he'll fucking buy, buy it. it, right? It's actually fucking Roy Race, <laughs> but no cunt wants him anymore. <laughs> just change the fucking shirt. Up north, we'll sell him as Roy Race. Down south, we'll sell him as fucking Bobby Moore. And then... Once that's fucking flown off the shelves, we'll stick a wig on it and tell them it's fucking action man Violet Cray. <laughs> Is it a good idea, do you think, for they're us to, fucking... to ask for uh, cunters to send in the shit that their own club sells in the shop? Put together a compendium yeah, of it. Yeah, do it. Yeah, you fucking do it. Yeah, the crap you've bought. Because when you fucking get it home, you go, hey, and you say to your wife or whatever, oh, look what I got. And then someone rolls their eyes, and that's part of the fun. Yeah. And then you just think, well, this is just clutter in the house. I'm never going to have any fucking use for this whatsoever. Um, I mean, I, I so, recently bought the yeah. Atari Flashback console, I think it's called, from uh, the right. retro gaming console, because it's got, like, you know, like, fucking Pong on it and fucking all them basic yeah. shit games from 1979. Shit it games, It was 20 yeah. quid. It was reduced. I thought, yeah, this right. is good. Plug this in the telly. Loads of fun. Fucking dog shit. Total yeah. dog shit. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Why do you think technology has moved on yeah. like to such a profound extent and you're looking for the stuff of when it was still shit? It makes no sense, does it? Nostalgia does funny Ridiculous. things to people. I might just take it out really of the back and smash things. it up. I mean, I was in a fucking Urban Outfitters, right, in America a few years ago and I picked up off the shelf a fucking what used to be called back in our day a ghetto blaster, oh. right? A fucking portable carry around cassette stereo. Yeah. Just like I had and you would have had as well, right? Yeah. And when in about the year 1984, I got one for Christmas. I think I've told the story before because my mum went into whether it was our price or whatever, I don't know, and said, I've bought my son, he's nine, this stereo from Argos and I want to give him a cassette with it what do you recommend for a nine-year-old boy and they got out like it wasn't now that's what I call music it was a hit tape mm. don't know if you remember that it was, a, it was the rival was. forgive me if I've told the story before but anyway she's she's asked for it and it was a double cassette but rather than the cassettes on top of each other they were next to each other so the cassette was the, the cassette box was double width yeah. if you, you imagine put them both in together wouldn't and you? Yeah. she went mad and thought they were trying to fucking pull the... She went, that won't fit the stereo. And they said, it will, madam. She went, no, it's the wrong format. And they said, it's not, madam, we assure you. And she got the fucking stereo, I think it was a JVC, and started demonstrating how the box wouldn't fit into the fucking cassette holder bit, right? Slamming it, smashing it without taking out yeah. the box and making a big scene. She goes, you think that I'm just... Just because I'm an older woman, you think I'm an idiot and you can block me anything. Yes, madam, we do think you're and an idiot, very, but not for they, the reasons you think. They, we do, we do, yeah. They open the box and very calmly demonstrate that there was two cassettes in there. Anyway, I nearly bought one of those in Urban Outfitters about two oh, years ago. Oh, God. I was in Washington, right, working, and I thought I wanted to get my wife a present, right, because I missed her. I've been away for a while. Mm. I found myself, buy it practically. Thank God, again, I stepped back. A fucking cassette stereo. Because I thought, ah, where are you going to get cassettes exactly. from? We don't have any cassettes. I mean, fuck knows where all my cassettes are, or hers. They're all gone. We can't buy anything on cassette. It's obsolete, right? 
And I'm thinking, oh, really funny. She's really cool and nostalgic. Just nostalgia. Yeah. They've got it in there for hipsters half our age who, who find it as ironic as we would have found a fucking gramophone yeah. when we were their age. But our ancestors wouldn't have had... So luckily I stepped back from that. Our ancestors would have had more sense than it were fucking bought a gramophone, ironically. They didn't have irony back then. Yeah. They just got on with it. I know. No, they, mate, they couldn't afford exactly. it. They would have loved to have had it. But, you know, they'd just fought a fucking war. Exist- the, least, the last thing they could afford is fucking irony. The existential burden was already far too great to give house room to irony back then. Yeah, exactly. Fucking- Wasn't going to happen. And would you have then got back to Britain and maybe bought a chopper bike and rode around the estate I on mean, the chopper? Yeah, but the thing the thing is, it does weird things to you, yeah. doesn't it? Nostalgia because you sort of think, oh, you know, and you think, oh my, you know, I thought she'd find it brilliant. But again, you sort of think the moment for for all the the joy and nostalgia and those feelings you get, those evocative emotions that that happen, right? You might as well just Google image stereo cassette player right mm. and send the image to another person yeah. and then you both have a moment of laughing yeah. at the memory of it and then that's it that's enough that's what, that, similarly that, that's all nostalgia should do it should just be a, a a balm for the soul that you just temporarily use yeah don't start investing in it there's nothing wrong with it but don't start you know don't take it too don't far start lashing out money don't for it. take it too the far only, the only nost- don't start lashing the out the only money. nostalgia thing you should be forking out for is the um, the Roy of the Rovers 1980s book, the best of Roy of the Rovers, hmm. which the the, cri- the price is increasing dramatically on online. But that, there's something there's something more to that than just nostalgia. Like the point is, is a stereo cassette player or your video mm. game thing that your console that you got right. They're basically just useless. Yeah. Right. And it's just the memory of what they did for you when you were yeah. young that's enjoyable. But, but it doesn't mean that you need it that, again. That's, that's, Roy the Rovers is different. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Roy the Rovers is different. That's what I was going to say. Buy the book yeah. and then subscribe to the Iron Violence Society and read the book along with our um, our deep dives into it. Well, yeah, you can still enjoy Roy the Rovers. I mean, you'll enjoy it more if you subscribe to the IFS and read along with us. But whatever, you can still enjoy the content. There's nothing to be enjoyed from shit rudimentary video games and there's nothing to be enjoyed from a fucking cassette player that you can't play anything on and actually even if you could get all your favourite old music on cassette yeah why you can get it on fucking Spotify so you know why would you want it yeah, exactly but Roy the Rovers there is a point to it it's still content that is worth enjoying yeah um Where I was, I was just going to try and get on my phone if I could read out the thing that I put on Twitter a couple of days ago which is from Roy the Rovers um yeah, here he is. This is from the 1983 issue, and it's Call of the Week. This is a feature that used to be in the Roy the Rovers comic every week called Call oh, of yeah. the Week. They'd leave you, they'd put the phone number in the comic, and you'd ring up. I, I assume it was an answer phone. I don't think there's anyone sitting there transcribing yeah. the calls, but um, you'd ring up, and if your call was the best one, they'd put it in the in the comic, and you'd win three quid, which is fucking good, you know. Yeah. And yeah. here's this one from from yeah. this this issue. Uh, Gary Rollin. Gary lives in London E4 and said. I'll do this in Frank Lampard's voice, because why not? Um, I'm 11 and must mention the main story and say that it was exciting when you, Roy, played for Melchester. But since your move to Walford... Sorry, spoiler alert there. I don't find it so. One of my dislikes about your paper is the way you get rid of a good story now and then. Space Invader was good, but it went just as... It went just as it was getting exciting. Who is Arrow replaced it? It's exciting too, so please keep it on. 
Mighty Mouse should be abolished. The talking pages are a waste of space <laughs> and should be replaced with another story. Oh. <laughs> and then it just says underneath, you win three pounds, Gary. Well done. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, fucking slow hand clap for you, Gary. There's your three quid now, fuck. And you know where you can fucking <laughs> shove it as well. <laughs> three quid for Gary Rollin. If you're Gary Rollin or you know Gary Rollin, get in touch. I want to talk to you about this. Yeah, what's Rollin up to now? <laughs> fucking hell, I bet he's a drunk. Yeah, of course he is. A lot of- and I'll tell you why, because he's not fucking, he wasn't robust enough to, if he, if he couldn't fucking handle minor changes to his favourite weekly yeah. comic without losing his shit, ringing them up and having a phone a fucking wobbly down the phone at well, the then I don't know how he would have navigated his way through the slings and arrows of adult yeah. life and all the fucking disappointments that that fucking holds in store for <laughs> it all of us. It didn't pull well from, does it? Gary Rollin, fucking no. hell. There you go. Um, sh- Gary fucking Rollin. Shall we have a look at the uh, the predictions and the results and that from the weekend? Because well, yeah. we've, we've upped it to six matches now because Millwall's been chucked in and Sunderland every week mm. and also West Ham. So there's more chance yeah. to get more points for all of us. Um, yeah. You got two points over the weekend. I got one result, but got two. It's been a very, very disappointing week. I got two, did I? So I got one for the you West Ham. West Ham. You, I remember you, you scoffing about my well, prediction yeah. at West Ham. Yeah, you got one for that. You scoffed at that. And we absolutely, you know, I mean, it's funny how United have fallen because I remember on the rare occasion in the past when we beat United, mm-hmm. which we did from time to time, it would be backs to the wall counting down the fucking seconds yeah. till full time. Because even if you were 2-0 ahead with four minutes of injury time, you'd still think with Fergie time and all the rest of it, you'd think they're going yeah. to get two goals. And to be honest, from the moment we went one nil up just four off time, you just sort of felt calm <laughs> We've and relaxed. Got this. <laughs> you just think you've got yeah. it. You've got it. They just didn't you know, I don't even think West Ham played at their very best. But I was still delighted. West Ham are fourth. And if we go back and listen once again, at the beginning of the season before it even started, I said we will lose probably quite badly to Manchester City mm. on the first day of the season. And after that we will go on a long unbeaten run. Is that what's happened? So far, that unbeaten run uh, stretches to five games. Yep. Not bad. It will continue, and we are still on for my prediction at the beginning of the season, which is that West Ham will win the Premier League yeah, this year. You're only seven behind Liverpool at you, the minute, so that's, that's catchable. We're, we're seven behind Liverpool, right? <laughs> but we have not yet clicked into fifth gear, and that's what's exciting. Yeah. We've got through these games, we've picked up the points, but we haven't really played to it, the very best it, of our potential. Is there a fifth gear though? Does it exist? If you haven't seen it yet, is it, is it, it there? Exists. Oh, it exists, mate. It, it exists, it exists. Don't worry about right. that. You just keep a close eye on it because it's going to fucking happen soon. And when it does, it's going to fucking send shockwaves through the football as well. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. I got back, and just now, because we're doing podcasts, everyone was sort of tweeting us saying... Sue and Keane and Mourinho with our old mate Dave Jones uh, doing the Skype. Well, I've recorded the whole thing. I don't know when I'm going to watch it, but I want to watch the full day's coverage. You've got to hand it to Sky. If you think, what, 10 years ago, probably less, yeah. they had Keys and Grey, didn't did. they? And I can't even remember they usually had on as the pundit because Keys and Grey just like to fucking dominate it, the it, whole thing. It anyway. might have been Trevor Francis, maybe. If, if you were looking. It was tedious. And there was a horrible atmosphere about the whole vibe and all the rest of it, right? Now, fucking Sky have sat there. Some sort of mad genius at Sky Sports has managed to unearth Dave Jones, mm. the humble Sky Sports news anchor man, who, you know, people might have never thought would be the main face of Sky Sports. Well, he fucking is now, yeah. and he's blinding at it, right? Let's not forget our other old mate, Kelly Dalglish, yep. Kelly Cates, right? Absolute fucking knockout sports presenter, probably the best there is on yep. TV, right? And then they fill the studio with Graham Sooners, Roy Keane and Jose Mourinho. I mean, that is outstanding broadcasting. That, that's that's just it? saying, right, 1pm Sunday, this is happening. You're going to be here for the next seven hours, whether you like it or not, because you, yes. you, you can't. Yeah. Unless, like Andy Dawson, you're going to a christening. This afternoon, oh, yeah, no. um, you're gonna you're gonna be glued to this. Even if it's it's gonna be better than the football, doesn't matter what the football's like because these three are just gonna keep the whole thing right up in the air the whole time. I mean, we were well, it's, just it's, it's eight p.m. now. We start we we're gonna start recording this about half seven, and I just went into my boy's bedroom and he still had Sky Sports One on. They're still going at half seven. Yeah. They were still going. Still going. Yeah. They might be on all night. It's I don't know. Talkathon. I don't think it was scheduled. I think they just did a message saying the. Uh, the advertised schedule <laughs> yeah. has been abolished. Yeah. There's just a sign come up. Due to the awesomeness of this program, <laughs> we have decided to just crack on through. All I saw was a clip, and it was great. Like Dave Jones goes, uh, Roy, uh, what did you make of Manchester United's defeat here at uh, the London Stadium thing? I'm shocked. I'm shocked and disappointed. <laughs> I mean, that's all I can see. I'm absolutely disappointed. It saddened me. I feel sad about it. I'm actually sad, dear. I feel like crying. Sad, man. If I could cry, I'd cry now. <laughs> I'm absolutely gutted. Um, I'm not angry. Don't you've got no reason to fear me. I'm I'm more feeling emotionally vulnerable, if anything, right? But I didn't believe him. I thought that was. I thought that he was actually amused by the whole thing. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and then and then they go Jose Mourinho. And it's so good that Jose Mourinho sat next to Roy Keane. <laughs> And, you know, he, he was this time last year United manager. I mean, that in itself is extraordinary. You go, what do you think? Is there anything good they can take out of it? He goes, no, <laughs> no, they are bad. And then he goes, he goes, we were bad last when year. I had them. Like, admitting it, like, don't, <laughs> yeah. don't get me I wrong. We were shit. He did say that. <laughs> he said, we were bad last year, but this lot, they're just as bad, if not worse. <laughs> 
He's fucking right as well. I've also seen uh, um, at this stage in the clip I saw, Sunes was just was quietly just flaring his nostrils yeah. and clutching the arms of his chair, <laughs> uh, you know, ready to ready to pounce at some yeah. point. If any, anyone said anything, he took issue with. <laughs> I've seen yeah. uh, an increase in uh, people referring to Oleg Gunasolskia on on social media as a Norwegian PE teacher, which I really like. <laughs> get this Norwegian PE teacher gone, out of my club <laughs> I tell you what's going to happen sorry to like veer into even deeper into football no we should now and again but but you know Tottenham like I just think Pochettino's lost interest now he's thinking I've got them to the Champions League final yeah. I've got them in the Champions League a few years running now but I've hit a ceiling um, and they haven't. They apparently, they haven't won an away game in something like eight months. Really? You know? Jesus. And yeah, and they don't know what their best team is anymore. They've got all these disgruntled players who, for some reason, were told they could leave and then couldn't go, and so they're stuck with them, which is obviously disastrous. Pochettino's like, "Fuck this! I'm going to United." United are thinking Pochettino's going to be basically available mm. now. But the, and so they'll get rid of Solskjaer by Christmas and replace him with Pochettino because Pochettino will either quit or get sacked at Tottenham because things will go yeah. bad with the players and it will go and United will get him and then you've got to ask yourself what are United actually getting? It's a bit like, you know, your your uh, theory about Marco Silva. The fraud. You know, is Pochettino all he's cracked up to be? Well... Will he be the man to finally turn United round? I don't know. Because I think he's lost it at Tottenham. I, I don't know what's going on there because, you know, is it is it he hasn't had the money that he wants to spend to bring in the players that he wants to take them on? They bought a player for about fucking 70 million, some midfielder, yeah. whose name I can't yeah. even remember. Mdombele. Is that him? That's it. So they've got him. But, yeah. you know, was he not wanting three players like that and they weren't going to do it? Because you get the Champions League final, you surely have got money to spend. It's like the thing with Arsenal when they when oh, they opened the stadium yeah. and there wasn't any money to spend because it had all gone on the stadium. So, I don't know. Yeah. You know what they should do? You should get yourself a stadium at the taxpayer. Yeah, that's, so and, yeah and then you can just fund the team. Because then, yeah. if, you, if you work it properly, right, you still get all the gate receipts for yourself. So, it's, yeah. all, it's effectively, it's 100% profit. It's, it, and that is what... Why West Ham are in a situation where we're, we're going to win the yeah, league? Yeah, it's kind of like a money laundering thing, really, isn't it? West Ham United is a is no, it's it's actually a beautiful. It's a, it's actually a, you know this is a socialist entity, and I'll tell you Please why. Right? This stadium was built right with no fucking foresight at all by silly old Sebco, right? Yeah, they didn't know what the fuck they were going to do afterwards. They spent all this money. And because they wanted to show off about the fucking Olympics, mm. right? Um, but it was just a showing off thing, the Olympics, yeah. right? It was a vanity project. We didn't need the fucking Olympics, right? That All that money could have gone into other stuff. Anyway, we got it. And then, you know, the Tory fucking Seb Co. afterwards, he didn't really give a fuck. And it could have just been another fucking white elephant, right? Or it could have, like, the fucking... O2 Arena, the Millennium Dome, it could have just been taken over by a big corporate entity, right? Yeah. What a football club is, is um, fundamentally it's part of a community, 
right? And it holds a community together, right? And West Ham already had that community in the East End of London, but it was bigger than Upton Park could possibly accommodate, right? So they moved us in there and it was the best, most socialist thing they could do. They turned something that would, was a waste of money into a huge investment, right? Into so many different things. The amount of kids you can now go there yeah. for, uh, for cheap, because it's, it's much more affordable than a lot of stadiums because it's so big, right? The amount of jobs it's created, you know, the way in which the fucking um, uh, area around it has had so much money and stuff put into it as a result. It's absolutely the most wonderful thing. In fact, I think that all fucking grounds should be publicly funded because ultimately they're as much a part of the community as a fucking library or a school. Yeah. You're like the anti-Gary Rollin. That's what I think. You're like the opposite of Gary Rollin. That was beautiful. Who's Gary Who's Gary, Gary Rollin? Three quid. Roy the Rovers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they should nationalise all football clubs. Yeah, there's a good argument for that, yeah. I think that I think the local authority should take over, stop all this fucking money laundering that does happen at other clubs, right? Stop all these foreign investors... But, I mean, some of them have been fantastic, don't get me wrong. You know, I mean, it's hard to argue with the, the lads who've come in at Man City, right? But some of them come in, they absolutely ruin clubs, right? They use them as playthings and they fucking destroy them. And, you know, for years that has an impact not just on the club, but it's the surrounding community. And, you know, they should stop that and they should invest in it. I mean... Because it's good for the kids, it's good for the job, it's good for the area. Speaking as a fan of a club that's just about to be bought by the 20th richest person on the planet, um, I'm not yeah. all that keen on your nationalisation plan at this point in time. <laughs> Can I but just listen, say mate, careful what you fucking wish for, right? Because when West Ham were up for... Well, first of all, for years West Ham used to sing Brown Out, Brown Out, Brown Out. There's a bloke called Terence Brown who was our yeah. chairman for years. And it was just fashionable to hate on him, right? Because everything that went wrong, people always say, oh, it's the chairman, it's the chairman. He was actually like a huge West Ham fan, like passionate through and through West Ham. And I, he wasn't one of these uh, aloof, detached chairman. He was a guy who would turn up on a wet fucking Tuesday night to watch the under-14s yeah. play, right? He was, he was an obsessive. But, you know, it was different times. There wasn't as much money in the game. So we got the blame because he very often sold off the players who we'd developed in our youth team. That's why it wasn't popular. But when they finally came to sell, right, we all loved it because these fucking Icelandics bought Oh, that right? alien fella. Yeah, the, the bald guy. That yeah. alien fella, fucking Egbert Magnusson yeah. with his bald head, right? The fucking biscuit billionaire of Iceland, <laughs> right? And we were all like, hey, the fucking biscuit billionaire, brilliant. And then fucking next thing you know, you've got Alan Kerbishley going out and buying people like Freddie Lundberg, <laughs> right? And Craig Bellamy and Kieran Dyer. All these fucking players coming for one last payday, yeah. right? Because West Ham are paying silly money, like the biggest wages in the Premier League all of a sudden. And all these players come and just take the piss. Then the fucking financial crash happens. The Icelandics go fucking bust. Our club goes into almost like receivership. And suddenly it's like, fuck, we're desperate for fucking someone, anyone to buy the club. Now, who everyone wanted was Tony Fernandez because he was very charismatic, <laughs> right? He, he claimed to be a lifelong West Ham fan, right, from Malaysia. And he absolutely, he, he loved it, right? He absolutely fucking loved the club. He, he charmed the pants off the public by appearing in the media and going on about it. 
And no one wanted Sullivan and Gold, right? Because there's a lot of stuff to be suspicious about with them and Karen Brady and all the rest of it. And he was clearly much richer than them, or at least claimed to be. But I think most of his money was borrowed. And in the end, we got them. Mm. And they negotiated our move to the London Stadium. And they've got us in a situation now where we were a fucking... We were a complete basket case dysfunctional club. Now we're like a half-decent club with some hope for the future. I mean, you, right? you so said you said you never you, know. Just because the rich, you said you were suspicious of them because they might be slightly shifty. But then they came in and pulled off, you know, arguably the shiftiest deal of all time by getting the, the new stadium. But it's no, there's nothing shifty about it, though. That's the thing. I, I can understand people resent it because we've got a big flash stadium, <laughs> yeah. right? And we didn't have to pay for it. But that feels shifty. The public paid for that stadium, and it could have just been what knocked down, turned into luxury yeah, that, flats, because that's what would have happened. Yeah, to that it. might have been because every other building surrounding it. They could have flogged it to private, pro- foreign, private property yeah. developers. A hundred percent guaranteed that was the alternative option. That might not have been a bad or, thing. Really, if you if you get that, it would have been because there would have been <laughs> hundreds of empty flats there, right? Owned by some, I don't know, some Chinese bloke, right, yeah. right? Who leaves them empty because they make more money just by sitting there empty? Yeah. Like that's that's the scourge of London, or. It could have just been left and they could have had one shitty athletics meeting that 12 people turned up to, right, once a year. And it would have been overgrown with moss. And if you ever go to the old Olympic village in fucking Rome when they had their Olympics there, whenever it was, yeah. right, it's full of drug addicts and prostitutes, Andy. Well, Is that what you want? Can I think about it for a while? Because I can't, I can't yeah. really see it off the cuff whether that's what I do want or not. But there we go. <laughs> but you know, this is, I can see it's something you want to reflect this on. Is, it's time to bring this episode to a conclusion. You, you're clearly still high as fuck from West Ham beating Manchester United this afternoon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, I've been with Christian. I'm quite tired now. So there we are, mate. Um, on Friday night, I had a, I had a, I was supposed to be going for, to meet my dad and my brothers before going to see. Clinton Baptiste, yeah. and we were supposed to be having a curry, and all day I had this curry in my head. I was so excited. You know when you're excited yeah. about a plan you've got? And I was like, it's going to be fucking great. I was dropping the kids at my mum's. They were staying the night there. And then I was driving out, right, to Watford, and we were meeting in, in Bushy, which is the town I call night, and we were going to have a curry. Mm. And then we were, oh, I was going to, I was so excited. And I, all day, like, I even had a small lunch because I wanted to build up an appetite for this curry <laughs> I was having at 6 curry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was so excited. It was like, as soon as I woke up in the morning, I was like, ah, oh, meet for a curry at 6.30, right? That was my whole day was built around it. And then, of course, I dropped the kids off at my mum's. I start off to Watford, which should be a 40-minute drive. Well, it was traffic fucking chaos, oh, mate. Fuck. And it was so depressing because it got to the stage where I was running out of petrol. <laughs> I've been on the road for what? two hours. I was barely out of London. No. And I realised, yeah, and I re- that's how bad it was. So it's Friday evening. Sometimes you just can't get out, even onto the yeah. motorway. It took me about an hour to get even within touching distance of the M4. And then, when I was about to get onto it, the sat-nav basically gave it, fucking turn round, pull a Yui. <laughs> no fucking chance on. No fucking chance. No way. We're going to have to try something else. We're going to have to try something else, you dickhead. try We're fucking digging. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh, well, where are we going to go, sat down? I don't know, but i tell you this much. We better get some fucking petrol or we're going to fucking break down in a minute. So anyway, I had to fucking get it. Said, it fucking said to me, would you like to di- Would you like me to direct you to the nearest petrol station? 
look at the fucking gauge, dickhead. We're almost out. So I was like, all right, let's go. Would you, so we would went, you like me to unlock the... the emergency rations that exist within this vehicle <laughs> that you had no previous knowledge of? <laughs> Listen, it was like that, right? I have often thought about keeping emergency rations hidden in my Fucking car. boost bar. Right, because there's nothing worse, is there, than when you're hungry yeah. in some traffic. Anyway, I got out of this petrol station. I had to put 50 quid's worth of petrol in the car, which is fucking stupid as well, isn't it? The amount you have to spend on petrol. <laughs> and then I thought, I thought, I just had to fucking face facts. I had to face the painful fact that the one thing that I'd been looking forward to all day had become an impossibility. I was not going to have my curry because I was still not even out of London, right? I was in a petrol station. It was 6.25, Andy, right? I had a text from my dad saying he was already there at the Raj Garden. Oh, sounds lovely. The poor cunt sat on his own in this fucking curry house, right? He likes being on his own, though. miles away. He likes it. He does, yeah. And I thought, I thought to myself... Sam, you just got to fucking face it. Stop living a lie. You're not going to have your fucking curry. You're never going to make it. You're never going to make it, right? And I thought, but I'm fucking starving because I've barely eaten all day because I wanted to leave space for the curry. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm already upset because the situation, and I'm going to get more upset due to hunger. So I had to face facts, mate. And when I went in, I bought myself a grab bag of McCoy's and a packet of peanuts yeah. and a dairy fruit and nut, right? And I ate them driving along in the car. I opened the nuts and the crisps at the same time. And I was steering with one hand while shoveling angrily fistfuls of crisps and peanuts into my mouth (laughs) at the same time because I enjoy the taste combination. And I thought, it's one of those nights, crisps and peanuts for tea. Yeah, that's living all right. Well, is it? Yeah, it kind of is. But. It was. It felt on another night. It would have felt like a real treat. But on the night when you had this curry at the Raj Garden in Bushy, all lined up in your head, I was so angry the way I was stuffing these fucking peanuts and crisps into my mm. mouth. Can I tell you? And I knew the satnav was judging me did, as well. That's it, mate. Get it fucking down, did yeah. Because you, you can kiss goodbye to that fucking vegetable tikka masala you had in mind. Did you get to the show in the end? Yeah, I got to the show on time, thank right. God, and it was well, really that's good. Then, because can so, I tell you what I did on I Friday? You say that as the main. Can thing. I tell you what I did on Friday evening while yeah. you were going through this hell? Um, you know, the, you, yeah, and it you was know I'm doing this couch to five k running thing, where you've got to run oh, for yeah. three three nights a week or whatever. So I was doing out doing that yeah. Friday evening because you have to run for a minute nice. and then walk for a minute yeah. and a half. Um, I was about two thirds of the way through it, and at the the point where you've got to walk for a minute and a half, I went on. Uh, yeah. I, I went on just eat salmon. I ordered a curry, and then, <laughs> and then well, you don't. Well, it. exactly. It's reward, isn't it? Achievement, reward, and all that. Yeah. And then, as yeah. soon as I finished the run, I jumped in the car because I'd gone to the local running track to do it. I jumped in the car and drove drove yeah. off and went and picked my curry up. No traffic at all. Fucking lovely. Yeah. Well, listen, mate. I mean, you all you need to be is in a calorie deficit and there's every chance you'd have burnt the calories that you're about to consume already. So you're fine. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's what I thought thing. as well. And the second thing is, it's another reason why living in the North is better than living in London. This is what you're increasingly finding, because, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's just true, but I'm trapped here. Yeah. Mate. I can't get out. 
literally. My wife and fucking, kids won't let me move to the north. Literally can't get out because of the traffic. <laughs> You're st- even if I've got them to agree, we'd never be able to leave. I'd get in the sat nav a beat. No, where you're off. heading today, pal? The north. Fuck north. off, fucking. <laughs> Think again. You got no fucking chance. They don't like your sort up there. <laughs> yeah, you're not wanted. For a start, the traffic's fucked, <laughs> and for second, you're never gonna fit in. You're not wanted. Fuck off. <laughs> you never fit in with your big fucking gob. <laughs> right, that's the end of this episode. <laughs> because uh, I have to go and pick my daughter yeah. up from a restaurant shortly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll All be right, back yeah. well, at some point. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, cheers. TTFN. Yeah. See ya. Take it easy. TTFN.